Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And Merry Christmas to everyone today. A Merry Christmas to all of you too. And we say happy birthday, Jesus, as well. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. The most beautiful day. The day that you showed not only through your words from John 3.16. God so loved the world, but you demonstrated it by your presence. That you came to be with us, among us. The word becoming flesh and dwelling amongst us. Your plan for redemption finally taking its fruition. All the prophecies that you have given throughout the Old Testament, throughout all the ages, the man was waiting, waiting for you to come to redeem us, to save us. And even today in our current lives, in all our challenges, in all our circumstances, there are times where we are waiting as well, Lord. And that is why in all these days we have been preparing, we have been reflecting on preparation, to welcome Jesus and to welcome him into our lives in a way like never before. That this Christmas will not just be any like any other. Where we've gone through the same routine of tradition. We've gone through the same routine of customs and all the plans that we have in the flesh. But this time we work in the spirit. We welcome him into our lives in the spirit in such a way. That when we now say Emmanuel. It is manifest through his signs and wonders that are seen in our lives and those around us. We thank you, Father, for that love. And we thank you that when we say you are doing a new thing today, let this be that new thing that makes manifest your moves in and through our lives, Lord. We thank you for the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts. Every time we commune with you in this secret place. And we share the same with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, we call on your name. The name of our maker and our creator. The name of that father. Who so loved the world that he gave of his everything. He never held anything back. He not only provided resources, but he himself provided the sacrifice that would fulfill his ordinance. So that we might be rescued and redeemed. The price he paid himself. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the son that came into the world to pay that price. His sole objective was to redeem. And then while redeeming, also to teach us how we could live lives so that it could be full of abundance and it could be restored to dominion. He not only came to teach us, but to show us through example of his own life. The Alpha and the Omega, the Word Himself, 
who became flesh and dwelt amongst us. The daily bread that was born in the town of Bethlehem. The bread of life that we shall no longer hunger, that we shall no longer perish, but have that opportunity to life eternal. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of Jesus, the one who orchestrates our revival, the scepter of the King of Kings, who has made his tabernacle within our body and now gives life to that mortal body, that it might be no longer be a house of sin, a den of robbers, but it shall be transformed into a house of prayer, the mountain on which the Lord resides. And it shall now be a temple of the living God. That it shall be the seat of His working, His throne, the place out of which shall originate signs and wonders for everyone around us. We thank you, Lord. That you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. And you teach us how to combine it through faith. That measure of faith that comes from the understanding that you provide us. The spirit of faith given to each one. Where your word says you issue to each one of us the measure of faith. So that by your spirit of faith that substance is generated. that can stand now in any circumstance that we speak into, that gives us the confidence over what we have hoped for. We thank you, Father, that it is by your word and your spirit and that gift of prayer that we are able to move things from the spiritual to be manifest into the physical. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny help us. You have blessed us with every physical provision and every other spiritual gift as well. So that when you are our shepherd and we start living by your word, just as Joshua 1.8 says, then we shall lack nothing. But we shall make our way prosperous in the spirit and in the physical. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. Command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. When I send it in faith, 
in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. And thank you for the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Jesus. And today I'd like to reflect on God's gift to you this Christmas. Yes, we're expecting gifts from family and from friends as well. But God gave us the greatest gift. And this is out of His unchangeable love for us. That has no benchmark and no equal. And this gift He gave as the Trinity. Which Paul spells out in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. We hear it every time we go to Mass as well. And it says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So grace, love and fellowship are the gifts of the Trinity. The symbol of their love for each of us. So let's look at them a little more. The first thing to note is that all three use the word of. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love of God. And the fellowship of. It's not fellowship with. What that really means is when off comes there, it is what they are offering you. It comes from them. That's why, or that's how we know that they are gifts. Grace was released for us along with mercy at the finished works of Jesus on the cross. It is that favor of God that we don't deserve. And yet, out of His unchangeable infinite love, He is able to give us a second chance. Does not come straight down to judging us, but gives us an opportunity to rise above, having known that we are susceptible to being beguiled. So it gives us an opportunity to correct our mistakes. Now we've already reflected on the difference between mercy and grace earlier during last week. So we won't go into detail there. But that grace is something that's unmerited. What we don't deserve. And he's also we've also reflected on the difference between being successful versus being fruitful. And the key there is, in order for us to be fruitful, that fruitfulness will come through grace. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9 now. Tells you, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is that grace? That though he was rich, Yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Rich and abundant in every area of our life. That is grace given to us by Jesus. He said in John 10.10 10 as well, very specifically on the same topic. I came that you might have life and have it in abundance, have it to the full. That you shall not lack. In other words, I came to be your shepherd. 
to guide you, to show you the way, to demonstrate it to you, so that what the Father has blessed us with right from the start in Genesis 1 verse 28, we might have that life and have it to its full measure, not in short, not in bits, not in parts. The next is the love of God. And actually, before going there, just going back to grace, in order for us to have that grace, Jesus paid the price. If you look at the Bible in the Old Testament, before he came, there was no option or choice for grace that would be available to anyone. It is of, on the basis of what he did on the cross. So he paid the price. He came to pay the price specifically that we might have that abundance. So that, And that abundance will only be available through grace. So the next then is the love of God. What kind of love is it? He spent himself. He chose to take the punishment as well, our punishment on himself. Against his own laws, which are quite strict. He paid the price for our atonement that we might not have to pay it. And he did it with love. Knowing that he is our father as well. That is why that verse John 3.16, which is ever so popular. God so loved the world, or should we say God so loved each one of us, that he gave of his only son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believed in him shall not die, shall not perish, but shall have eternal life and shall be reunited with that father. We shall not have to go down to judgment but shall have that mercy, they shall have grace and shall have another opportunity at starting life again. And Jesus did it with love, saying, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do, even on the cross. And that grace is sufficient for all of our onward journey in the Spirit. He made sure it is available to us that the rest of the journey is taken care. He thought it worthy. The father thought it worthy to give his only son to die in our place for our sins. That whoever believed in him would eat of the tree of life. His love or his kind of love is one that gives and keeps on giving. His love does not change with circumstances like ours does. It is eternal and unchangeable. There is nothing that we do that will change his love for us. Even in times where we say God is punishing, that is also part of his love, part of his correction as a father. And he wants to give us good gifts much more than any human father would want. He gives of his best, his very own spirit. So that we might be fortified in every area 
might no longer be weak and vulnerable, susceptible to beguiling. See Luke 11 verse 13 for that. What are you doing to reciprocate that love? Then is the next question. Now the least we can do is acknowledge him, honor him as a father, reverence and worship him. Then his love overwhelms us. And when that love overwhelms, then you are no longer bothered about what others say about you because your eyes are fixed on him. And then the next part of his love is the communion with the Holy Spirit. So like we saw at the start, it is communion off. So he offers you that communion. You maintain that relationship of communion with him then. The revelation here is, since it is of him, that is, it is his gift, the understanding there is that he initiates it. The gift always comes from the giver. You don't initiate that communion, he does. More than we are interested, he is ever so eager to initiate that communion with us. So when you look at it, it actually he does it even before we do. He, he takes the first step. That's how eager he is to fellowship with us, to be our friend, to build a relationship with us. And that fellowship is not prayer, neither is it praying in tongues. It is simple relationship as a friend, where we can casually speak to him in all our activities of the day. You just, it's like saying, you just hang out with this friend all through the day, talking through little things, every little thing as well. Just like the disciples chatted with Jesus all along on their travels and their journeys, asking him questions about little things. And he, on the one hand, while he was their friend, on the other, he was also their teacher. The same is the Holy Spirit with us. He will prove to be a friend indeed. How do we know this? The Bible says he will never, he will never leave us. He is ever faithful. He keeps his promise. And he is our advocate, our helper here on earth. The best part of these gifts of the Trinity is that the best part of these gifts is that they are available to all. When you look back at that verse 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14, it says, be with you all. He didn't differentiate. He didn't discriminate. He didn't restrict who will get it. That's why we touched on the manger yesterday as well. It was for all animals in the stall. He said, I came for the outcast. That's why he chose certain ways in which he would be born, in which he lived his life as well. But he didn't. And although at times he said, I came for the people of Israel or the children of Israel. But you see that when it was time for ministry to be manifest for his apostles, 
he said go into judea and samaria and then all the world so go to the called children of israel samaria is the ones that have half faith because samaria was typically israelites who married outsiders and so they were a mixed race when you look at that is people of the faith plus people of half faith plus those that are gentiles of the outer world the grace and peace and love and fellowship to you all not just catholics not just pentecostals not just holy people not just people that go to church not just those that call themselves christians all that are willing to believe on him and receive him irrespective of their background irrespective of what pit they are fallen into and irrespective of any of their circumstances when you look back at that verse john 3:16 it says god so loved the world that he gave his only son jesus christ that whosoever believed on him would not perish but have eternal life whosoever so whether we deserve it or not he still says whosoever come father in the name of jesus i pray that our eyes be open to this gift that you have always offered us every single day you continue to offer that same gift it's not just this christmas but let our eyes be open to it this christmas so that here onwards we remember the extent of your love that you go to to make mercy to make grace available to love with all your heart and not hold back to the point of being bankrupt making everything in heaven available at our disposal only that we might be saved only that our relationship with you might be restored and it is your hunger to fellowship with us through your spirit you make that available as well we thank you father for that gift and we ask for that grace in our hearts to welcome you today and every single day here onwards in our lives to commune with you to honor you and to love you back for all that your love is worth has for that edification in each of our spirits this day and when i say each of us lord because it is available to all i ask for that edification in all not just christians that every little child everywhere that is made in your image and likeness whether they know it or not all that each one receive that grace this day lord for god so loved the world not god so loved israel not god so loved christians god so loved the world we thank you lord for that love and as we pray for spiritual edification we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs today in a special way i'd like us to pray for all those that do not yet believe in jesus 
so that their eyes might be open to this gift that is made available to them as well. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease as well today. For all families that are facing division and separation of any kind. We pray, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds, especially all kinds of addictions and afflictions and prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends as well, especially those not yet saved. We lift every single one of them up this day. Many are in our own family and friend circles that do not believe at all. And there are those that are lukewarm, that have some form of religion in them, but Jesus isn't real. Reveal yourself to them this day, Lord. Take that fresh birth in their hearts today. So that with your coming, let your light shine. And let them receive that light. That their lives shall no longer be the same again. It must change in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sarakana <laughs> <laughs> 
Hakia, Thank you, Jesus. The words that were put on my heart this morning, just as we are praying. Surrender all to me. Come to me, my precious children. Come adore your Lord, your God, your Saviour. Love loves you. And the image I was given was Mary sitting down, holding the baby Jesus. The baby Jesus was standing up on Mary's knee. And those are the words that the Lord said to me this morning. And the scripture I've been given is from 2 Corinthians 12, verses 8 to 10. Three times I begged the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I will all the more gladly boast of my weakness, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecution, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else has a word from the Lord? Please feel free to unmute and speak.
Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude, I'd like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Once again, we say Happy Birthday, Jesus. Thank you for coming for us today. Coming to us as well. And also, just a reminder that there will be no rosary session this evening and tomorrow evening. And we shall recommence the rosary sessions from Wednesday this week. So please bear that in mind and share it with friends as well, others that are joining the rosary sessions along with you. And let the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us, sharing that grace, that love and his fellowship in the way we have received. Let us be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed. Have a Merry Christmas and a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Happy Christmas, Christmas, everyone. God's blessings to you all. Merry Christmas, Russell. God bless everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a blessed day. God bless. Thank you for the teachings, Russell. You're inspiring us each morning. God bless you.